How we feeling? How you guys doing? Welcome to the How We Feeling podcast. This is Miles, and today our special guest is my buddy, John Azevedo, um, longtime friend of mine, solid friend through high school. And today he's going to have the opportunity to kind of share his story and talk a little bit about his journey. Um, John, John, how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to be here. I know. I'm glad to have you, man. It's been a minute since I've been able to see you, but, you know, I think it's been, what, about a year? Um, but being able to come back and kind of spend some time with you has definitely been fun. Uh, yeah. And I'm definitely looking forward to what we can uh, get into in this talk here. Absolutely. Yeah. So before we, you know, I think just to start, you know, I want to go back to your childhood and kind of get a glimpse into what that was like for you and, uh, you know, what your life growing up was like when you were little. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like, like really good childhood. I mean, spoiled, not like material, like, you know, it's not like my parents always buying me stuff, but just my support that I got from my family. I remember, you know, like baseball, I played a lot of baseball. My family was always at baseball games. You know, my grandparents, my aunt and uncle, they're always at my baseball games and they're always coming, you know, from their homes. You know, they lived in Southern California and Washington, and, you know, always coming out to see me, you know, just for me, you know, or, the, you know, they made it seem that way. And, the best you know family support system yeah super good i mean i had a lot of you know good friends you know good time at least from what i can remember you know uh, elementary school and, and middle school yeah just a lot of baseball a lot of sports a lot of family time you know some friend time and all that stuff definitely yeah. definitely a bunch of baseball and you know me of course first-hand account you know i realized you know how important baseball was for you especially with you know that being pretty much the main premise of our relationship. You know, we had a bunch of classes together, but ultimately, you know, being able to be on the same baseball team throughout high school all four years yeah. and then having the core group of guys that we had, we know that that was a solid foundation. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, having the guys and going through school in MIDI, you know, tell me a little bit about what that journey throughout high school was like being at such a special place. Uh, high school was hard. It was, it was good to me. And um, I think looking back, I really enjoyed it. First, my first few times there I, I didn't honestly I didn't like it at the orientation I didn't like this you know might sound really dumb but um I didn't like you know how they made us like all stay you couldn't like leave the orientation you know and you couldn't like you had to hang out there and you know whatever like you do their dance party or play basketball or whatever yeah. you couldn't like go back and you know just leave or whatever you know yeah and then like the first like I remember my freshman year when I was first there I struggled and um I, just, I didn't know actually a lot of people like had trouble making friends you know, mm -hmm. when they first got to midi specifically personally i was one of them um, i really struggled i i found it easy to like talk to people and like hang with people but i didn't really find myself like comfortably fitting in with anyone for a while um so it, it, luckily it wasn't like that bad it was just you know first short while being there in school uh, band was actually really good to me, you know, because it started early in the in the year, and that's when I met my really good friend Paolo. You know, he's I call him my best friend right now, and I just remember he was just a dude, you know, sitting next to me, and I remember he was just this older guy, you know, and um, I was like third trumpet, and he was like fourth trumpet, and I was always wondering like why the hell this older guy's, you know, uh, you know why I'm playing over him, and um, but he would always ask me questions about stuff and. 
I remember I hung out with him at all football, you know, band, we got to go to the football games. Right. And so I'd always hang out with him at the football games. And so we kind of hit it off. And then um, baseball came around. And luckily, you know, for baseball, that kind of changed everything, can't change the dynamic. You know, we met you. And um, I feel like, I, and I know for a fact we knew each other when we were younger. Yeah. Um, but those, we just didn't know that when we got to high school. Having our moms work together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just the community of baseball, you know, like, like you said, a group of guys and everything was like, solidified you know me feeling like super uber comfortable you know um in school and everything it kind of gave you that community to you know, be yourself definitely you know and then you know you look throughout the journey of going through high school and the anticipation of going to college comes and sets in you know once junior year comes in you take your sats you know you take your act and then at that point the application process starts and you know unlike a lot of people or potentially like a lot of people you know you kind of had your mindset on where you felt like you wanted to go when when it came time to pick your school um, in Oregon so kind of talk a little bit about Oregon in terms of what the allure to that was you know early on in high school and moving forward towards senior year. Dude I remember one name was LaMichael James (laughs) sounds so dumb but um, yeah dude I saw him play you know Auburn Cam Newton Uh, I think they I think they won that year. Pretty sure they won that year. And that's why I was like, oh, man, Oregon's like the school, you know, as they won the national championship. And I think that was like, you know, my freshman, sophomore year of high school. Um, yeah, and then I just thought like, oh, that's the place, you know, that's the place you want to go. And I didn't know anything about Ivy League schools. You know, if, I think if, if I would to do it all over again, I would have, you know, first like try to get my shit together in high school, you know, like really try to get my shit together. Mm-hmm. Um I think I would have loved to go to Ivy League school or something. Uh, but, yeah, so it was just, you know, sports. Like, I was all into sports, and I thought, you know, oh, I could do athletic training or something. And Oregon, you know, happened to be, like, the one of the best schools in the West Coast for athletic training. And so I figured, oh, it'd be a you know, sick-ass place to go. You know, it's, like, top football school. You know, everyone knows about it, you know. Yeah, so that was the place. And then I think I wanted to play baseball in college. You know, you just I, – I don't maybe it's just me, but I thought I did. Um, I didn't really, you know, work towards it. I just kind of wanted to. And then as you slowly start to get older, you realize how much of a, you know, at least for someone like with my skill level, like how much of a stretch that is, you know, how high the skill level is of ball they're playing in college. And so you kind of start to – like I got into Oregon and then um, I was still playing baseball, you know, my senior year. And it's like um, – all right, well, I'm probably not going to play college ball. And then I just kind of accepted it and was like, all right, you know, it's fine. Um, they'd call it club baseball. So I really? got to play, you know, continue playing. But, yeah, I mean, uh, where the alert came from, it was uh, kind of out of nowhere, yeah, other than just, you know, the National Football uh, Championship. Right. No, I feel like football is definitely the big pull that they get everybody yeah. on, you know, whether it's the being in the Pac-12 or the uniforms. Right, the combo, like yeah. that's gonna grab everybody's attention, you know. Yeah. And so you get to that point where you start applying to schools, you end up getting into Oregon, and you decide that's where I'm gonna go. Um, kind of take me through what that last stretch of senior year in high school was like for you in terms of your experiences, and you know, knowing that your time at MIDI was gonna come to an end slowly, but uh, but very much surely, and then moving in forward to being in Oregon. Um, well, I didn't really, it didn't really set in for me. Um. Really, actually, until my graduation, I remember I, like, that's when it all hit me at once, like a freaking freight train. That uh, I went, you know, I went through a lot, you know, good or bad, but I just, like, had a lot of experience, a lot of great experiences for those four years. 
you know, I had a girlfriend at the time. And so it was just like trying to deal with um, like, you know, you're leaving her or something. And so it's like that um, is difficult, especially at that age. Right. And um, that summer things, it's kind of started to get, you know, easier. Like I was ready to go, you know, I was like, oh, this is exciting. You know, I get to go somewhere new and everything and, and be on my own. So, but, and then two, I had baseball, right? So right. I was kind of focused on baseball, you know? Yeah. Last um, go around with the guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I didn't really set in until, yeah, graduation. That was when it really hit. It was like kind of all coming to an end. Yeah, definitely. And then in terms of, you know, acknowledging the journey that you've been going through, you know, you and I both know that, you know, finally getting that start at Oregon and that experience throughout your time there was probably the beginning of the most pivotal aspects of your journey as they are to date. So, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of being a freshman, stepping onto the Oregon campus and starting this new portion of your life, you know, kind of take me through what that was like and some of the uh, experiences you dealt with throughout that time. Um, well, I tried to just kind of blow it off, but I have to admit it was in- intimidating looking back on it, you know, being around, I think I, I was too worried about like, you know, what I look like to other people, you know, you know, how other people were going to perceive me and what they were going to think of me, you know, and so I was always trying to hold myself up to like this, you know, higher level for whatever reason, you know, for those exact reasons, I guess, but, you know, but really in reality, you know, no reason, but it was, uh, it was interesting. I, I liked it because I had the independence I didn't really like, you know, where I was living. Um, you know, I liked my roommate was cool. You know, we were good friends, and I mean, not like we're like we we're very close, but I thought, you know, he's a good guy and everything, and so that was cool. You know, just being there was cool. It was, it was exciting at first. It was really exciting being in this new place, like this big, you know, big time. Well, it felt like you know, it's the University of Oregon, right? It's right, like a big time place, and then like the first few weeks we were there, you know, we'd like walk around and. I think my focus was like on on so the social aspects, right? Mm-hmm. So we walk around, and you see all the big parties and everything, and you see all the girls. And that's where uh, you know your focus goes, right? You know, you, you know, and then like you experience with you know drinking in high school or, or experiment with drinking in high school, and then kind of like like that's where your focus goes, and you get to college, right? Everyone just drinks, you know, does all that and parties and all that stuff, and yeah, that's kind of where my focus was was you know hanging with you know like the big boys i guess you yeah. know like, think of it like that and um you know like i told you like my roommate at the time you know had uh his brother was in the fraternity and so you know that was like where like keep saying like where my focus was starting to move towards you know yeah definitely especially yeah. at a big school like oregon you know whether it be yeah. sports or greek life you know those are two of the main things for sure that kind of consume the attention yeah you know and, and I think, football games especially yeah you know, you know how they do it there yeah. but, i mean i mean that and finally getting that first little glimpse of being on your own and having that freedom mm-hmm. you know it can kind of as fun as it can be if you don't manage it well it will end up spiraling and start to take a turn yeah you know and, and i know yeah. you can touch on that a little bit um throughout your experiences you know especially being the frat if you want to yeah yeah um i mean i i didn't know of course right you know first time for everything but um, like you said being that freedom being on your own um it's tough to deal with for some people maybe i mean i'm sure it was tougher for most um at first i didn't really struggle with it i was like you know i could hang with the with the guys and everything and I noticed a lot of people, you know, who had come from places where they were 
you know, my, their parents might have been much stricter or some places where they didn't really, you know, get that experience of, of just getting drunk, for example. Like, yeah. you know, people kind of spiraled out really quickly with that. And so for me, it kind of took some time for it to, like, not spiral out, but, you know, it just hit me. Um, that was pretty much it, man. I just started drinking too much. That was, like, where my focus was. And it wasn't like I was, uh, I was just an alcoholic, but it was just, like, Oh, you know, the focus is on the partying, right? Right. It's like, exciting. It's the thing to do. Yeah. You haven't really been able to dabble that much into it. So now you have it yeah. at whatever, you know, at your leisure at that point. Like, what is this realm, you know, of people, you know, hanging out all night, you know, doing, you know, loud music and everything. And um, so that was, was where I, I kind of, where I kind of went. And yeah, I mean, then I just had a night where, you know, literally it happened in one night, you know, I got too drunk and um, ended up in the hospital uh, not from the alcohol well probably from the alcohol but <laughs> hit my head but then it was that like that was kind of the wake-up call like dude like this is how bad it can get and that's not even the tip of the iceberg you know or that's just the tip of the iceberg like you know stuff can really spiral out of control you know if you really start to let things go and so that's when it, I was like all right man I can't ever do that again you know and I luckily I had some good support from my friends and I kind of just I, I, stuff didn't really change a whole lot in terms of like you know what I like what my actions were but I did started to realize you know what's good for me and what's not you know like I said I moved away from the Greek life mm -hmm. and um, you know the excitement the partying and everything and I kind of kept my um, like social life to you know just a few um good people you know just a smaller group of friends and um, so it's still tough you know because i because with the greek life right comes with like this social life right a bunch mm -hmm. of friends you know you, you feel like oh i have friends you know and everything and maybe that was you know part of you know my you know mental talk was like that i needed you know friends to uh, validate you know what's going on with me and everything or right. like, who i am whatever and um so then yeah so then you know you you i made the decision you know to stop you know the fraternity and just hang out you know just keep it to myself and kind of choose make a better decision on who i hang out with and you know what i do in terms of like social you know stuff like partying and stuff like that so it was difficult because you know some nights you know there's not many people around right yeah um so yeah that's why i think i definitely struggled the most but you know for good reason i think like you know it really taught me like okay look like looking like hindsight's 2020 right like mm. look this is what life's taking you right like, you know you're on your own like this is uh and so, yeah, that was the best learning experience was, like, really learning how to be comfortable with myself, you know, before I go out and, you know, hang out with people and everything. Right, definitely. And I do want to touch on that, too, just because, you know, for so many people, they find, you know, so much solace in whether it be Greek life or athletics or clubs, especially, you know, in the initial stages of going into a university or a college. And, you know, for that to be such a fundamental point in terms of creating your social base, you know, for you to thrust yourself into that and then, all of a sudden so quickly kind of have it just to get taken away from you in terms of you leaving the frat, Yeah. you know, how did that sit with you? You know, what was your mental status like 
as a result of realizing, okay, you know, I've kind of lost a strong base of the people that I'm, you know, somewhat close to now and it's just me, mm-hmm. you know, what were those kind of feelings that you were feeling at that time knowing, you know, damn, I'm back on my own again and I'm kind of a small fish in a big pond at this point. Well, it was, it wasn't so much that it was, I mean, that was obviously a big part of it, but what was, was the hardest part was that I was like, like I said about the beginning, like getting yeah, there, right. You're worried about what everyone thinks of you. So well, the hardest part for making that big change of getting out of the fraternity was um again like what does everyone else think of you now like you have like all these people that you know like let's say there's 50 people in fraternity right like now all of a sudden 50 people know about your what just happened like your embarrassing stories and all that shit and mm. um like and then all of a sudden you're like they're now they're pissed at you because you just left their fraternity right, right. and there's this kind of camaraderie aspect like that you're not supposed to do that you know and um then all the other people that I knew from the being in the fraternity you know they didn't have nothing to do or that weren't in the fraternity and so it was kind of like one you know it kind of probably pissed off a lot of people to like you know kids guys are probably disappointed in you you know for you know making a dumb decision or you know not coming back to the fraternity and um you know wondering why they're not going to see you again and that, and like it's not like that's what happens right like that was just my like the way I kind of went about it and maybe not rightfully so like I maybe it wasn't the best choice to you know just kind of drop out of that life um but it was just something I had to do like you know kind of that, like after that wake-up call like I kind of saw like okay like look these are the things that are taking you into that danger zone and then mm-hmm. these are the things that are you know taking you on that right path and so you know there's a lot of stuff they had to drop you know to stay on that right path and so that was the tough part was kind of realizing that there's a lot of people out there who maybe look at you in this certain way and like, you know, you kind of have to accept that. Right. Right. Definitely. You know, and I know that the initial incident for you, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, that was, you know, probably one of the more well moments as you've experienced. And, you know, luckily you worked towards picking yourself up from that, but I know that that journey through being able to do that wasn't easy. You know, tell me yeah. a little bit about what that was like, kind of picking yourself up after everything kind of started to happen. Um, well, it's kind of like you just see who, I mean, it, it's not like looking in a mirror, but you, you start to really see like who you really are and like what these actions, you know, what the consequences are of your actions, you know. I mean, like I woke up in the hospital with like a point two seven, um, you know, uh, blood alcohol percentage and the doctors like said dude like if you had a couple more drinks like you probably wouldn't have woken up from your you know from your little nap there you know and yeah. so it's like um you know after a couple of days you know you start to sort it out and you're like oh shit dude like i almost you know freaking killed myself and you know and i even realized you know i wasn't even careful about it right like i was just trying to impress some girls you know and um so yeah like after a few days you know reality starts to set in you know like that was and then you know you see like other people like you're walking by and you're like you think about like dude like other people aren't making these dumb decisions you know like you like how did you get to you know then like like you like you mentioned earlier like mental talk you know so start to ask yourself these questions like you know dude what are you doing you know like i don't know how like how'd you get into this position you know it's kind of quite a lot of questioning and yeah, for me, like at that moment, like a lot of alone time started coming up, and um, good and bad, you know. I mean, like, so I was able to, you know, sit down, like, enjoy myself, and I was also able to, like, see, like, all right, you know, 
years where you really need to start making some changes, you know? Right, definitely. You know, experiences like that give you that full spectrum of, you know, this is the good, this is the bad, and everything in between. And you have right. kind of no choice but to face it. And yeah. know, if you decide to sit in it, you sit in it and, you know, it can either take a turn for the worse you can decide not to address it or you can really look at yourself in the mirror and decide you know i'm going to take a little bit of ownership yeah. as to what's going on with me and work to make some changes yeah um you know and so you, you move through that whole experience go throughout the rest of the year you find a little bit of solace in club baseball talk to me about club baseball over at oregon club baseball was great it was um, some of the at that time like some of the best group of guys that could have been surrounded with inspirational and kind and compassionate you know supporting their you know guys that didn't have to be there you know that were there and they wanted to you know sit down and talk to you and um, they you know they wanted you to come and hang out with them you know they made you feel like you were welcome there and and like I said they didn't have to right these kids are like seniors and super seniors you know kids that are like I don't even go to school there they're just the coach you know they come back because they love it so much you know and for me that was like I exactly what I needed. Um, and so it was a big booster in terms of like my like confidence, I guess, um, just my like mental well-being, you know, and having that kind of system. And then I got to play baseball, right? Like mm-hmm. it was doing what I love to do and um, got to travel. You know, we got to go. I've never been to Sony, but I've never been to Idaho before. I've never been to Kentucky, you know, uh, you know been in Nevada, but, um, you know, go for long van rides, you know, and just the camaraderie of that kind of group of people and, much different than a fraternity because um, you know smaller group of people and i think you're forced to be together for uh, longer periods of time at once and so it was, for me it was much different um, you know it was, it was a lot of fun looking back it was really i cherish that that's uh definitely and then you know the biggest thing about sports that you and i have definitely shared together through mutual experiences but you know anybody who's ever played a sport can attest to is just the camaraderie and the community that comes yeah. about as a result of you know hours on hours on end of you know grinding together yeah. during practice or yeah. being in the weight room together or just going and spending time together after practice or on the way to games um yeah and you know that that type of experience with one another is priceless and it, it comes out on the field for sure in terms of performance and playing behind one another mm-hmm. by far yeah. Um, you know, so you go through club baseball at the end of your year over in Oregon, semester's over. Talk to me about coming back home for that first summer. The first summer wasn't so bad. I had good, always good friends when I come home. I, the only, my biggest problem was that I knew I hadn't done well in school. My GPA was like, you know, one, right? I mean, just terrible. But, uh, so it was, I was worried, you know, and, but yeah, I still hadn't thought about it too much and I shouldn't have been that lazy and I shouldn't have been that um, kind of ignorant about it. Um, yeah. So that wasn't that bad. I mean, you know, it was good actually. Like I got, I think I, I had a good time, you know, I got to work, you know, I got to hang out with friends. Obviously I think like if I could have been doing something different, I would have liked to have been doing more, you know, some better stuff for myself. But I mean, you know, I think uh, I wouldn't change anything. It was, it was good. Um, yeah. And then, oh uh, yeah. And so I broke my hand that summer and I got back to Oregon and that's where stuff kind of still was pretty difficult because I didn't have baseball, you know, during the fall. And then, um, yeah. So I was like living, living with, with, with some friends, you know, but I was still kind of mostly on my own, you know, we all had our own things to do stuff for school. Like I really didn't do well. And, I didn't like, you know, being in, in school. 
Yeah, well, one, well, I think one thing that I think I haven't mentioned yet, I was telling you earlier, but uh, just about like like the anxiety that comes with, um, I don't know, being like on your own and, and kind of realizing your place in the world, like um, it's kind of terrifying, you know. And um, So that was like one thing that I went through and um, being home, I didn't really struggle with it as much because, you know, I was kind of in a safe place here. But right. Everything like going back out to Oregon for me that was like the most difficult. Um, yeah, like I told you, really, like anxiety, to, you know, to my bones, you know, and um, being around you know a bunch of people you don't know, um, being around big groups of people, you know, was tough. And um, so trying to find like you know those people that you could feel safe around and feel comfortable around was the toughest part for me. But yeah, like I said, coming home was wasn't so bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you said you, you know, at this point in time too, you started to develop some friendships with some key people that you feel like were, you know, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty pretty pivotal in terms of where you would move on through further, you know, mm-hmm. from that point. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I had a, a the guy I worked for at the Giants, he was a grounds crew, he was a groundskeeper. Um he was old, I think he like he was probably twenty four, twenty five at the time. Um, so he kinda, you know, knew what it's like to you know go through that age and he was really good at you know being supportive of me um it's not like he like singled me out it just took me under his wing he was just you know kind of a guy that i could look up to you know at the time and you know he was cool right he was just it was cool to be around someone that age and and see you know he uh, he's you know starting to be successful you know he's making lots of money and he's doing something for himself so it was cool and he was the guy you know like dude you got to go back and get that degree you know um kind of tell me the stuff that I didn't really want to hear, but the stuff that I needed to hear. Right. Um, so that was, that was definitely crucial. And then, um, yeah, having my friend Alan, um, tell me, you know, that he had a, a room for me, you know, up in Chico, if I wanted it, uh, that like changed my life basically. Um, yeah, I don't know where I would be if, if he hadn't told me he needed a room. Mm-hmm. And, and talk to me about pulling the trigger on deciding to go out to Chico and finish out school. Oh, that was totally random. I, I mean, not random, but like, so I didn't, I knew I had to go to school. I knew I didn't want to be here. Uh, I knew I wanted to move out and kind of go out on my own again. And luckily my mom was willing, you know, willing to help me out, pay for a room. Um, yeah. So I went out to Butte junior college and like I say, man, that was like the life-changing thing for me. Yeah, saving grace. Kind yeah. of a, a new beginning. You know, you kind of have spiral of events over in Oregon, but now, yeah. you know, in a smaller community net, but still one that you feel like is definitely solid. Yeah. You, know, you have the opportunity to essentially restart. You know, and I know you met a lot of strong friends along the way while you were over in Chico. Mm-hmm. You know, what can you tell me about that? Uh, the best of their family to me. Um, they were like the best group of people that I could have come across at that point in my life. Um, and I don't think I was appreciative enough about it at the time. Um, but yeah, they kind of just let me be myself, you know, and encouraged me to be myself, you know? Yeah. I could go on about them. You know, they're a bunch of good people. Right. Definitely. You know, and, and having people that provide you with the opportunity to really, one enjoy yourself but two see yourself for who you really are and the pe- being around people that make mm-hmm. you feel most alive is it's powerful because you realize you know what your potential is and mm-hmm. then what the insight into what you actually are and who you actually are as a person is 
Well, and, no. and two, they, they, they weren't people that were like, they weren't going to sit there and tell me like, dude, you got to get up and go to class. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't, um, and they weren't going to be the ones that obviously said, Oh, it's all good. You know, if you skip class, like, you know, they showed me like, it wasn't them doing it like consciously, but it was, you know, I realized like oh, the shit, like this is on me, you know, like I'm not going to have anyone to, like encourage me otherwise, you know, to do something that they're doing, you know, like they're got their own things going on, you know, they're worried about themselves, you know, and so I finally realized like if I'm going to make something happen, like whatever it is, right. I didn't, maybe I didn't know at the time, but I, I it's on me, you know, it's not going to, I'm not going to find it. Some like talking to someone else, you know, or yeah, that was another thing that I just remember being different. I mean, somewhat different, maybe about myself, but, you know, about the people I was with mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, no, definitely talk more, you know, give me a little bit more info on what your relationship with yourself was like at that point, you know, knowing now it's everything's on you. You know, you got to take ownership of everything, whether it's what you're doing or how you feel. It was hard because I didn't, you know, I didn't have a great work ethic. I think, you know, you could say like I did, like I, you know, was working two jobs for a summer, but shit, man, like people have been doing that struggling their whole lives you know doing that shit and so it was like like you know i had to get off get up off my ass you know and get to work and even the first semester there i didn't you know do very well and um, so it was all a slow buildup of just like man like you gotta get going you know like this is happening like let's go you know and um but luckily i, I was still able, able to enjoy myself you know so that was um I think it was just hard because I think it felt like I wasn't enjoying myself enough. And mm-hmm. so it was like trying to enjoy myself and trying to like get to work, you know, so trying to mix those two things together was, was pretty difficult, you know, because I think when you're enjoying yourself, you tend to get lazy in, in, in that way. And, you know, I think luckily balance finally did come and slowly, you know, but surely it did. Definitely. And in, in terms of your development of, you know, your overall mental well-being, what were some big pillars for you that you kind of found safety and security in, in terms of, you know, knowing that I can continually grow my capacity to take ownership and, and challenge myself to improve my mental well-being, you know, day in and day out. It was real. It was, it was realizing like one, what you're capable of, right? Like you, you start to see like the way you think, you know, I, I'm not saying like that I, I would advise against comparing yourself to other people, but you know, when you're at that stage, like where your ego plays a big role in your life, you know, you, you continually compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. And so you start to see like the way you think compared to other people and you start to see like what your daily routine is like, you know, compared to other people. And maybe it's just because I live with a lot of people, but, you know, you start to like set yourself in the world. Right. I mean, you start, to, I start to like get a grasp of like what's going on outside of me, you know, what's going on, you know, in my world, you know. And, uh, yeah. So I, I had some experiences that just made me realize like the kind of work that it, it comes down to work, you know, like, like this, what this, I think this has all been about, like, you know, get off your ass and get to work, you know? And, and I think there are, there are times that you need to, you know, relax and enjoy yourself, but at the same time, like there is stuff that needs to be done. And, and when you have this inner urging to, to, you know, go be a, a contributable member to society or when you have this inner urging to go you know want to help people and, and even just make money right like mm-hmm. you have this like why why do we have these urgings to you know to make money right i mean it comes from somewhere right um maybe you know some of it's superficial you know it comes you know just from the sake of making money but um i think there's something much deeper to it you know and, and when you truly ask yourself these questions of of you know why why am i you know thinking this way why am i focused on these kind of things and why aren't other people you know and, um 
then all these things slowly kind of build up into one, you know, big um, experience. And, and so, yeah, I just, I started to, you know, see the world how it was at the time and um, started to see people for who, how they are and, and, and no judgments, you know, to any, anything, you know, outside of me. Um, I love, you know, the world around me, you know, I think it's a beautiful place. It's just, you know, you start to see the things that you're doing wrong, you know, in comparison to other people, you start to see the other, the things that other people are doing right, you know, in comparison to yourself. And, and you just kind of start to see the ebbs and flows of the, of the world and of, of society around you. And, um, it, it's hard too, dude. It's, it's really hard. And I, I, I had some really tough experiences, you know, with myself, um, just, you know, being terrified of the world around me, you know, and, and thinking of how big of a place it is, you know, how small of a place it is, you know, all these different paradoxical experiences. And um, then it, it just all, I think all those experiences all, yeah, like I say, build up, you know, into this bigger culmination of, of, of experiences. And, and it, you know, then you start to ask the big questions, you know, and um, start to see, you know, where I can help, you know, where, what I can do, you know, where, I think my career might want to go, you know, um, where I think my life might want to go, you know, where I want to take my relationships, you know, with people, you know, where I want my relationship with myself to go. And, um, but it takes the, it doesn't just come, come from not doing anything. You know, I keep referring to the scene, like get up off your ass. Like um, it takes a lot of work, I think. And um, I think I overlook that. Right. Mm -hmm. I think I don't think about how much work it takes. Either. But looking back, man, I had some, you know, tough and i don't think everyone goes to them you know i think everyone goes through these experiences differently but i think they're all the same in some aspect but you know you have to kind of go through this stage of of just like you know dissolution you know disarray where mm -hmm. things just are going wrong you know and things are just aren't working for you and and um you know just the point where things suck you know and, and i think a lot of people try to avoid that you know just naturally right it's our human instinct to avoid things that suck you know yeah. um but <laughs> i don't know maybe you know, i just got placed there and, and couldn't find a way out or something but um you know the only way for me to get through it was to go through it you know so right and it's, it's the same old adage you know in terms of you look to run away from chaos it's gonna come back gonna and haunt you down you, and chase yeah. you and it's gonna get you 10 times harder than it got you that first time yeah. you know in order to cross that path the only way you can really get through it is to sit in it and you know allow yourself to be vulnerable in that instant and really truly be honest with yourself and yeah. say you know okay this is the current state of where i'm at and this is the state of the world i'm living in you know like you say as big as it is and both as small as it is and from that point forward, you just kind of jump in head first and try to find where you fit in and help other people along that way as best as you can and, and serve to continue to learn from other people that are doing it the right way as best as you can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, little by little, you'll start to find your way and start to move through the way that you feel like you want to. Mm -hmm. And that's something so important. What you just said about vulnerability, I think, was definitely one of the hardest parts for me. I mean, um, you have people around you, you know, that want to see you do well, you know, and and the only way that, that you can allow that to happen is if you, you know, allow yourself to open up to those people. I think, you know, um, you may think you're alone in this world, you know, that you're just doing your thing and that you have to make these friends and connections, you know, just this, for the sake of having friends and connections. But there's a reason, you know, that the, the universe, you know, places you with certain people and um, that vulnerability, I think, is 
the for some maybe it might become easier than others but for me it was definitely one of the toughest things was like allowing myself to open up to people who didn't have to care you know and, and people who who did you know and, and so that was like it's um it's like heartbreaking in a good way man like mm-hmm. you know breaks your heart open to know that people care you know about you and stuff like that and so that was that was definitely you know one of the get over the hill moments you know just like knowing that people are out there but they want you to open up to them right and sometimes it's not always easy you know right you don't always realize you know who's with you and who's not mm-hmm. you know and you talk about, you know, being in a place where you start to become vulnerable and appreciate the opportunity to be able to express yourself to other people that may not know you, you know, despite what they may think, you know, and that's almost a full 180 compared to where you had been at previously during your extended Oregon, right? Yeah. You know, being in a position where you're anxious in front of people, whether you know them or whether you don't, you know, or walking through the hallways or walking through campus and, and having the different voices in your head talking to you about what the persona you portray to other people is, you know, it's, it's definitely a sign of the growth that occurred over those years in terms of, you know, looking at where you were to where you ended up, mm-hmm. you know? And so now you're at a point now where you feel like mentally you're so much stronger than you had been beforehand. You're at a point to where you're receptive to being able to just be around other people and then mm-hmm. truly accepting the different relationships that you do have and are able to create for what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and now you're in a point where you just recently finished, you know, all of the all of the course load and everything that, that come into play in terms of being over at Chico. Mm-hmm. You know, now obviously a couple more classes along the way, but mm-hmm. for the most part you're you're pretty much done and back at home. You know, mm-hmm. talk to me what it's been like in terms of being back home now here in San Jose and, and essentially starting from, you know, point blank. Um, being in San Jose since, since school has been, has been good. I got, um, you know, I got my parents got, got a, a nice home, you know, to, to sleep in and a nice bed to sleep in. Um, it, it's been good, you know, cause I, I I'm at this point in my life where, you know, I finally sat down and got to work, you know, and I finally been able to isolate myself and yet still have those, those connections, you know, to people that, you know, I cherish. And so, I mean, like COVID, you know, this whole pandemic thing has kind of been a, like not a blessing in this sense that it's a blessing, but like, right. you know, for me, it's, um, you know, I've just been able to really isolate myself now and get to work, you know, I've been, you know, studying a lot and, um, just regardless if it's school or not but yeah I've just been able to do do a lot of things you know in in terms of um what I want to do you know and it's kind of all coming together for me right now you know right and and you look at things now and you talk about the pandemic in terms of being able to you know one isolate yourself whether it's voluntarily or involuntarily but yeah at the same time too you continue to harp on that work and I think one of the biggest things too to keep in mind and I know it's something that's crossed your mind too is that you know, definitely being able to have a clean slate and being at an open field now, you realize the work is never really done you know, yeah. throughout the journey. Yeah. You know, you've come through everything you've come through at this point to get to where you are now, and this isn't the end of the chapter, mm-hmm. right? You know, this, the, the book is still going, and now you have the opportunity to kind of continue to go through life and, and, you know, attack it on your terms and attack it head on and mm-hmm. get what you feel like you want out of it and, and squeeze it for every last drop that it gives you, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I, th- I think in terms of 
you know, to wrap up in terms of everything that you've kind of expressed today and, you know, all the experiences you noted, um, if you had a message for anybody that you felt like was going through similar instances that you went through, whether it be, you know, feeling like you don't understand, you know, how to go through a maneuver around people that you don't know necessarily or people that might necessarily have an opinion on you or, you know, even struggling with something to the effect of, you know, having to come home and restart and not knowing where to go. You know, if, if you had something for these people, what would you tell them? To trust where you're at. Um, I think at times, a lot of times, it's going to feel like everything is just falling apart where, like, nothing can go right. But just... The lit- I mean, it's like, you know, it sounds so cliche or cheesy, but like, you know, trust the process. But like, I think all of this stuff has much deeper meaning than you may realize. You know, like you said, it's the, the books, you know, it's not even close to being over, you know, and, and, and the work is good, you know, like it may suck at first, but the work is really good. And it's going to be the like the saving grace, you know, it's going to be the thing that gets you through everything. And you're going to realize, you know, the there are people that have it worse, that one, have it worse than you. There are people out there that um, really need your help, you know, and um, there are people that um, they want you to be yourself, you know. They kind of want you to see them for what they are and just, you know, stick with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's what everybody I think has ever said before, but it's just fucking be it, you know, be yourself and and stay there in that moment you know and allow yourself to to live it you know because it's going to be what makes you who you are today you know absolutely yeah. absolutely john john i've never had a dull moment with you man and i always appreciate <laughs> the chance to be able to come in and talk to you bro so I'm, I'm definitely thankful that you're able to hop on the cast today and, and talk with us for a little bit no man thank you thank you for letting me share my my stuff man it's been it's been fun, dude. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, you guys, that's what we got today. Go ahead and feel free to tune in for our next talk. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.